gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. It's a Cincinnati Craft Beer Podcast. You guys, you guys get this. We do this every single week. I pretend like you just randomly clicked on this podcast and fell into it. That's not the way it works. And I understand that. You know what you're listening to. Um, we're back after a holiday hiatus. Unintended. I really did have things on the schedule. And, you know, life... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't ever work out the way you think it's going to, but uh, to we are back. Um, uh, depending on how this week is going to work out, this may be like a special random, like during the week episode. If it's popping up on Monday, like normal uh, chaos ensued as usual, which is uh, possible. <laughs> it's, it's likely uh, you never know how things are going to pan out until, uh, <laughs> until shit hits the fan. But um, we are, uh, we we're at Sonder. However, this is not a Sonder show. We're just drinking a bunch of their beer and uh, utilizing their fantastic, warm, comfortable, uh, decked out for the holidays tap room. They got Christmas lights strung up on the on the posts, and this is uh, festive. And a basketball game behind you. I have no idea who's playing because <laughs> I don't watch basketball. I only watch football and uh, baseball. I, I watch way more football than anything else. Uh, Zach Holly, welcome to the show. Hey, what's uh, up? Finally, am able to join your show. I've I'm uh, been a, a I wouldn't say a long time listener, but I've been listening to uh, your uh, podcast for quite some time now. Pro- I would say probably the last three months. It's something to definitely listen to uh, while at work, since we're allowed to listen to either music or podcast or stuff. But I'm always listening to you guys and a couple other new podcasts out there. I can't name them off the top of my head. I just know uh, Julia Marcos. I'm like, what is there one? I always forget that. <laughs> Truth Beer Pods. Yes, I listen to that one. And the Shift Beers, they, they turned me on to those guys, too. I have yet to meet those guys. I did meet Julia and Marcos at the uh, big event that you guys held recently uh, beer, what was booze and, beer booze and bonks it was yes. two two weeks ago yeah it was about two weeks uh, ago. it almost feels like it was like a thing of the past now because we just had that awesome thanksgiving holiday been off and like you said you had a you had some time to uh, r&r so that's why you're kind of catching <laughs> there, up on your there was no rest or relaxation <laughs> that was a part of <laughs> being uh, off for the holidays holidays are chaos and well we, that's true we are uh, like right in the middle of all of that chaos. We are, you know, wrapping wrapped up from the the Thanksgiving chaos, and we are now headed straight into the Christmas chaos. But uh, yeah. it is, uh, it is, it is full on now. It's gonna be, oh, yeah. gonna be a busy couple months. And I'm guessing I heard somewhere on the radio that uh, if you guys still have your turkey in your fridge, I think it's the best time to get rid of it now because I guess two days ago was the expiration date for any turkey that was left over or any kind of like stuffing or whatever you guys have for Thanksgiving. Who knows? Some people may have had like, I don't know, White Castle. No, I don't know if White Castle was open. But- uh, White Castle had to be open. Uh- <laughs> I do know Cracker Barrel was open. I had a friend who went there. He said he was going with his family. I was like, what? Cracker Barrel's open for Just, Thanksgiving? If you still have turkey left in your fridge, make sure you smell it real good before you eat it. Uh, feel it. If it's slimy at all, don't eat it. It's not yeah. good anymore, but, you know, use your nose. If it smells a little funky, it's probably funky. Uh, this is not a, a turkey podcast, though. <laughs> it is definitely not a turkey podcast. This is about drinking good beer at Sonder because, luckily enough, if you maybe make it out, I don't know if tonight, maybe this might even be on tap tomorrow. We got a, a lot of the, um, uh, the family tradition. The family tradition. Thank you. Family so. tradition. Let's let's drink a beer. Okay. Because so let's do it. if you uh, um, volume's too low, let's fix that. Um, if you start a craft beer podcast, half the reason that you start a craft beer podcast sure. is to drink beer. So 
All right, let's From do it. From the beer fridge. No, it's too loud, but whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix it somehow. I was good with that. I don't care. Some uh, guy. I, I think that these will stick around for a little while. Yeah. Um, uh, the thing about a giant beer like this, which family tradition's, what, 13-ish percent, somewhere around there. Uh, uh, yeah, about 13, it, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big beer. So when people come in to drink it, they don't sit down and drink a, a pint. They don't serve it in a pint, but they don't drink a full glass of it. People are doing what I'm doing right here where they get True. these little tasters of it. And that's how people typically in the tap room will consume a beer like this, which means that it sticks around longer than other things might. So this is uh, when you're listening to this, there is a high likelihood that there is some family tradition left. I'm not going to guarantee that they're all left. As of recording this, they're all still on tap. Yeah. But I can't promise that they'll be here when you are actually listening to this. Well, the crazy <laughs> thing is when I called about it, because I was Black Friday shopping myself, and, of course, the big one out there is the Bourbon County brand stout, which I was out seeking. That's that Budweiser beer, right? Oh, Budweiser, <laughs> whoever owns it, Goose Island. I know everybody goes into yeah. like, oh, my God. But you know what? It's some fucking delicious shit. It's some good stuff. I'll, I'll be honest. Probably I got the I got the. Uh, diamond in the rough. I was able to get one of the um, uh, Blanton's ones, and apparently, every all the fanboys were like, "You have a Blanton's? I got, I, I got to get it. I, I'll trade you this for this." I mean, some people were tr- wanting to trade for the um, one. It was like a double barrel one, I think. I believe, yeah. and it was like fifty four ninety nine, which is, by the way, so crazy out there. I think it's the most expensive I've seen it so far and that I've, I've been paying attention. And um, one of the things that had happened was all these guys are like, well, we'll trade you for the Blantons, which the Blantons, to be honest, I think with tax was like 40 something. So you're making an extra 10 or some bucks. I just think it's because Blanton's name is so highly sought after when well, it comes to whiskey and stuff. So they're also, and I don't know how it broke down with Bourbon County. There are some variants that you just can't really get sure. in Ohio. That, oh, you know, yeah. That factors into it somehow. somehow and uh, I think. There was at least one variant that the only place you could get in Ohio is Jungle Gems. Yeah, Jungle Gems, I believe. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what variant. I don't, I don't keep up on well, all see, the. Well, uh, see, I was able to get Island mine. News. Sorry, I'm interrupting. You. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, the, the, the one I was, I was able to get in Kentucky. I guess that makes yeah. sense because I went on the Kentucky side at a place called Ameristop. Shout out to those guys. Um, He's the guy that has the ice cream machine. Everybody makes a big. I forget his name though. He was a super nice guy. Anyway, it was on that side. He he was able to hold one off for me, and I thought it was absolutely awesome. Um, I almost bought one of the cola uh, variants. I, when, I, I was at Jungle Gyms. You know, I think the day after uh, Black Friday, or maybe two days after, and I, they still had a couple sitting there in uh, in cases. And I, I looked at the cola, and I'm like, that's it's a really interesting for a yeah. for a for a stout variant. Um, but it was like twenty something bucks for a twelve ounce bottle. I'm like, yeah, I could, sure, I could spend twenty something bucks on a local beer. Yeah, know, know that that money is going to somebody here locally versus oh yeah, some some giant corporation out of sure. South Africa or wherever InBev is from. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you. Supporting local, it's awesome. Like support the. I mean, we do got a lot of beer here in Cincinnati. Um, I mean, there's. When one's opening up and you're finding out about the latest release, another one's opening up down the street, and you're like, whoa, what's yeah. that at? So, I mean, on Black Friday alone, there were okay. how many releases that were happening on that same day? Let me think. Day? 
All right. I'm going to think here. Um, I do know uh, we had Brink had one. I'm not quite right. sure what they had. They obviously, Brand County, but you're talking about locally. So um, obviously Sonder, which we're drinking right, right so now, which by the way. We'll before, go We'll go before we dig into Sonder. Go let's go alphabetically. Everything okay, that was released on Black Friday as far as big kind of sure. uh, stout releases. Brink was doing Barrel Age Moosey. Okay. And then a bunch of other stuff on tap too. Fretboard was rolling out bar- bourbon barrel aged uh, little drummer boy, um, and then also I think well I don't know if they had something else on tap or not. Uh, High grain did uh, Mall their big giant uh, bourbon barrel aged imperial stout, and then a bunch of variants on tap. Listerman with all the Ray Rays. Oh yeah, I uh, Nine Giant did the uh, Cookies and Cream heavy metal drummer, and then oh, yeah. pulled out a bunch of bottles from the library that they've got sitting around. Uh, of course, Sonder family tradition. Streetside did barrel aged robe, and then also um, one variant of that. Swine City did the life after brunch, the maple coffee stout, and then some other stuff on tap. Third Eye, their barrel aged astral, um, and then a bunch of variants of double Astra. Um, that's our second uh, ast- astral. Sorry, did I call it Astra? Ast- astral. Astra is something I think it's very, very different. <laughs> I think it's their second year doing that uh, too. Yes. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then Westside did a bunch of Imperial Stouts, including their cold brew and the Mexican hot chocolate and all that stuff was on tap. Um, but then in cans, they did the, uh, the cold brew and their regular Imperial Stout. Uh, so like there was a ton of beer just here in Cincinnati being released. So like if I get that Bourbon County is a great beer and I get that people run enjoy the chase of trying to get it, but, um, Still think that there are if if you want to spend your money on beer, there are better ways to do it. <laughs> oh, I totally completely agree. Local is better. Um, sorry, I'm not trying to hype them up uh, at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't but, apologize to me. <laughs> but I will tell you, if you do go seek out one, cola was my least favorite. I did okay. try cola not too long ago. It was, eh, it was like I think you can look at the untapped and stuff. Most people said, eh. but. Um, I don't even know if Jungle Jim's East still has it. I think they had a variant too, but to be honest, out of the ones you could get available and maybe it's still out there is the cherry one. I have, I'm going to be sitting on it. Right. I bought a bottle, had it on tap, super delicious. It was simple and it was actually one of the cheaper ones. I think it was like $18.99 or something like that. Like you were saying, it was like 20 something for the one right. that you were talking about. But this, if, if you go and you're looking for at least one bottle to say, hey, I'm, I might sit this to age it, I would wholly suggest the cherry wood one right. that was probably one of my favorites of the ones i had tried so if anybody is curious why jungle gems is able to get so many fantastic goose island variants i encourage everybody to go listen to the jungle gems podcast because they go into detail more detail than they probably should about how that whole arrangement happened oh, wow. it involves a uh, subway car and Goose Island, and uh, it, it's 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 a fun story. So go go subscribe to that podcast because it's it's a really fun listen. Oh, I didn't know they had a podcast. I'll have to listen to that now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's another it's one good. to add to. Shout out to Mark for putting on an incredible <laughs> podcast over there. When you walk into the Fairfield store, there is a podcast studio now. When you walk in the front door, it's right there in your face. It's it's, it's a pretty cool setup. Oh, that's awesome. there. Uh, let's let's talk about your story. Well, no, we we did well, the actually beer we, we did the beer, beer. fridge. We we've been talking this whole time. We got to get a beer. Okay, so. Do you want to start it off with first of what you drink? Because I had all these um, not too long ago. So um, the the one that we have in common in front of us right now is the base. The so base, let's, yeah. just, let's talk about the okay, base. Okay, the base. All right. Let's, are so we taking this, a drink? Or? Um, yeah. The, you drink while I talk, and okay, then I'll good. drink while you talk. Um, so, so this is a um, – actually, w- will it 
barrels, I believe. I yeah, could, I could be completely wrong on that, but I, I think it's. I can't see it from here. It's it's underneath like the. Oh wait, the wait. The crowler machine. Let me bring sits, out I'm my just, untapped. Um, I, I believe this is Willet barrels. Um, I assume aged right at about a year. That's kind of where 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 things make sense for them right now. Um, so it's, no, it's, it's Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill barrels. Heaven Hill barrels. Um, for. Or wait, did, are we sure on that? I, I'm looking at. By the way, if you don't it's, have a it's, it's possible. I'm not doubting you, but yeah. Okay. Well, no, I, 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 Evan Hill. Um, they they do. So there's a lot of talk right now about single barrel and what that means for places. This is as single barrel as things can get. They just yeah. literally dump things out of a barrel, put it right into bottles. <laughs> there's there's well, no there's no blending on this side that's going on. It is it's straight from the barrel into the bottle. So delicious. Um, tell me your thoughts on it. Why? Uh, oh, uh, why yeah, I, I I think it's really smooth. I like it because it's this is a great base because some bases can be super boozy. And you're like, eh, but no, the, it's just perfect. It's a perfect style. All these have a good style to them. Um, the thing about this is, I like it's just just enough bourbon taste. I just read a few minutes ago that it was 12 months barrel aged. I believe is yeah. what it said. So a good year on this. Um, of course, anybody who was lucky enough to get the bottles because they were also selling the bottles, um, you might want to sit on this. I don't know how long most stouts age for. I know it can be some people say five years up to 10 years. This is definitely one um, you could either sit on or maybe open it up for like Christmas or something. But I really like it. Like that. This is my all time favorite beer of all time. Uh, and every year is a bourbon barrel stout. Like yeah. I can drink it all year long. So that's why I love these so much. So this is, it's, it's comparing it to other Imperial stouts, which I guess is probably the best way to kind of describe where this is. Um, it's got a nice big body to it. It's roasty yeah. more than it is uh, kind of that, that chocolatey smooth kind of flavor. Not that this isn't smooth, but um, it's, it definitely lends, itself to the the roasty kind of almost a little bit of a bitter tannic kind of bite to it it's it's barrel barrel forward i guess is how i would put it it's great beer and it falls in at 14 percent. it's big beer (laughs) big big old big old boy (laughs) i mean all these guys are most of these are like 13 to 14 percent um uh but yeah they did a really great job with this i have tried a couple of the others i know we're only talking about this one i don't know if you want to talk no we can talk about what were your favorite variants? Okay, so my favorite variants would have to be probably number one was the surprise. I guess um, they said this was not in bo- uh, bottles. You can only get it here on tap, which is great, which is the candy bar. And I noticed a theme this year almost because I think Streetside did something with the candy bar and the Halloween one too with the Demigordon series. Um, but it's like a, a Snickers taste. And when they say candy bar, I get like a nut, like like, you know, like the peanuts and a little bit of the nugget, like, and it's very sweet, but it, it does very well because you can still taste a little bit of the bourbon. It's definitely a pastry type stout. So that was probably, believe it or not, one of my favorites on top of the, uh, I think it was the Fluffernutter. I think that had the peanut butter. Yeah. That was really good. So I'm just, I, I don't know that I consider the, the candy bar a pastry stout. I don't oh, think don't any think of okay. these fall into the, the pastry. Oh, okay. st- for me, for me, I, it's hard to kind of find that, that line of where does adjuncted stout stop and pastry stout start sure this is there is some sweetness going on in the candy bar for sure oh, yeah. it's it's got candy bar going on do you but but do i uh, oh i was gonna say do you almost get like a snickers type taste yeah no there's definitely some nuttiness and some chocolate going on it's yeah. it's fantastic it hits it exactly what i want it to be 
but it is not a sweet beer. It is still boozy. It's still big. It's still still has all of those those for lack of a better term, balls. I'm sorry for everybody that <laughs> it is offended. You're talking about ACDC. Okay. <laughs> but it, it uh, you know, it it's a big beer. It's a big imperial stout that has like some kind of candy adjuncts going on. It's uh, you can is it's really easy to 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 pass that line and turn into a pastry stout. Um, it's and I think sweetness is what does it. This is not a sweet beer. It is a beer with some sweetness going on, but it's not a sweet beer. I see what you're saying. It's, it's not overly lactose. <laughs> no, I, not. no, I understand what you're saying because I've had it. Yeah, it's it's good. And then the last one I probably, I mean, all of them are pretty good. The cherry, I think it was like a cherry almond. Or uh, I cherry, cherry crisp. I don't cherry remember crisp. what else is going on in there. Yeah, I think brown sugar is in it. I think almonds. Um, it's basically like drinking a pie. Well, if that makes sense. It was like a cherry pie almost that like maybe you had on Thanksgiving and it was coming right out of the oven or I don't know, something like that. Uh, aged in Heaven Hill barrels for one year. Okay. Uh, rested atop toasted almonds, Montmorency cherries, vanilla, and oats. Oh, oats, okay. Yeah. Um, that, to, I think I'll try that, that one your, really quick. I think you said that was so your So far favorite. that's been my favorite, but that was... Um, the other one before what, things started warming up, I, we'll see how it sits. I will now. say I was super excited about the uh, blueberry pumpkin or not pumpkin. Oh my god, not pumpkin. Pumpkin still in my mind, but the blueberry um, maple. Okay, here's the thing about that: the blueberry maple is also pretty good, but I feel like the blueberry was a little bit more dominating than the maple. But it was still a good beer. Don't get me wrong, especially with a person like myself who loves blueberry. Um, you were going to say something about the cherry. Um, no, it, it definitely, everything seems to be improving as it hits room temperature, for sure. I guess that's what Stouts is. Like, you get it cold, but then you let it hit room temperature, and that's the way to drink them. It's almost like drinking whiskey. What was your uh, your least favorite of all the variants? Uh, probably the raspberry. The only reason being that is because I like raspberry, but I'm not a huge... It, it's not like one of those, like, ooh, I can't wait to have raspberry, because I feel like there's a lot of beers out there right now that, like, when it comes to Stouts, especially that they always add raspberry as an adjunct. Is that the right word, I, I guess? Yeah. I, um, but, it, I mean, it's not, it wasn't bad. It was just probably my least favorite because I just feel like raspberry's done been done so much. Sweet. It's my least favorite because I think it overpowers everything yeah. about the stout. It becomes about raspberry. And there's still I, some, yeah. maybe some chocolate still comes through from the beer, but um, it's big raspberry. It's good, but it, uh, it's my least favorite. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about why you're on the show. <laughs> All right. What is up? So, uh, no. Do so I, go ahead. I you started a, uh, a Facebook group was, cool. I, I think kind of the, uh, the start of where you really popped up on, on my radar as somebody that, that we should talk to. Um, sure. we'll start there. Why the heck would you try to start another Facebook group? In a city that is packed full of Facebook groups. <laughs> well, okay. So I guess my way at, at, at going at this, yes, you're right. There is a lot of Cincinnati groups. There's two like prominent ones, of course. You got the, uh, I think it's CC, CB, CCBC or something. Yeah. You got that one. You got a greater, which I'm also part of that. Uh, but I think what I was trying to do with doing something new is 
for one, I, of course, it's always nice to have new people follow stuff. But I guess what it is is I wanted to – it's actually called 513 Craft Brew, by the way. So if anybody who is listening to this wants to join us, um, we have a couple questions. What's your favorite brewery? Uh, how old are you? Of course, we try to promote being right, 21 right. or older because we don't want some, like, 16-year-old finding out. Oh, well, you know, I, I've not ran into that. But anyway – so basically, it's, Which, it, for the record, why 16-year-olds can't sit online and talk about beer is beyond me. But in Facebook rules, it's, it's important. But <laughs> Facebook has all kinds that, of stuff. Guys. Let's get past that. Yeah. And then, of course, you got now it's become meta or whatever the hell yeah. it's now becoming. I don't even know what Mark Zuckerberg's doing with it now. But anyway. We could um, get that's a whole different podcast. But we can get into that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, basically it's rooted in Cincinnati, but I, what I wanted to do, and maybe there is another one out there like that, but what I wanted to do is rooted in Cincinnati, but like kind of expand it to other people throughout, not just, um, Ohio, but everywhere else. I mean, some people go, why would you do that? Because, you know, we just want to know about Cincinnati beer. I just think it's kind of like one of those things that everybody can share what they're drinking from everywhere. Uh, when I started to do it at first, it was just a few here and there friends from the Cincinnati area. But then I also have an Instagram, the 513 Craft Brew Instagram. And so what I did is I kind of contacted, because, I mean, if you go on Instagram, there's tons of beer people out there. And I just kind of reached out like, hey, if you're interested, it looks like you're in a craft beer. Some people even found me. They started following me. So I told them about the group. And most of the time, most people are like, yeah, sure, that sounds like an awesome idea. And I have people all the way from different countries. I can't tell you which ones, to be honest. I got people from different states. Or I also had a lot of friends or um, that had, well, I guess you could say acquaintance because I haven't met every single person, but they were out there in different states. And I was like, man, they got a lot of really good beer. Like, for example, in New York, one of our moderators actually is from New York. His, his name's Rob. He posts as much as he can. And he was trying to help out with me because his big thing was his... Um, uh, Instagram, which I think is like West Babylon. I'm not quite for sure the thing. You can look that on Instagram, but he, I, I added him. I added uh, somebody and took them from uh, another group. His name is Elijah. He knows a lot about beer. He, um, he's one of those ones. Actually, he lives really close by here. He uh, um, does a lot of home brewing too. And I just, I wanted to get a lot of like the fan type base. And then I wanted to grab some people who are actually in the industry themselves, not just the bartenders or something, but Anybody who works in the industry, um, a Brett, I, I'm sorry, I forget your last name. I know you work for Urban Artifact. You've actually mm -hmm. interviewed him. Brett Coleman Baker. Yeah, I've yeah. not met him yet, but he's a part of the group, but he has a lot of insight on the group. And then, like, people like Dan from uh, Swine City, shout out to Dan in Swine City, who give a lot of input as well, who know how to make the beer, who are doing this and part of that. It's just basically like the love from everyone. It's not just like, hey, this is Cincinnati, this is only what Cincinnati has to offer, and that's it. It was more like, okay, hey, I'm going to root this in Cincinnati. And then I'm going to extend that to anybody else who wants to join outside the state or anything. And, and, and they can comment, drink, uh, post what beer they're drinking. And then sometimes maybe they can find a way to trade beer through um, certain ways that, you know, you might get at your doorstep, if you know what I mean. But what is the overall kind of feeling that you, you want the group to have? Because that's that's the biggest difference to me from group to group is that. It's all kind of the, the, the same general sure. people that are in all the groups. We, you know, we kind of venture around all of them. But the feeling in one group that the, you might post this in one group and then you post this in another group. Sure. And then in this group, you post this other thing. And like it's everyone has their own kind of personality and culture and, and feeling. Sure. So what do you hope that kind of culture and that feeling of, of, of your group well, is? Well, the culture I want to do is I want it to feel like everybody like, like, 
it's either about like maybe two subjects I can think of right now, beer and maybe let's just throw out sports, for example, because I'm a big Packers fan. We were talking football. So maybe bad season to talk about that. We should (laughs) have won that game. (laughs) Hey, Bengals are doing well, too. Are you a Bengals fan? Of course. Okay. I mean, Bengals are having a great year, too. But like, I mean, what I'm saying is, is like like sports and football or sorry, sports and beer. I guess I'm trying to get it to those people who I am the only administrator of the group and I did it on purpose. And I have a few moderators that I can trust. Um, like uh, I forgot to mention diamond bell, which you've also had on the show. I think you've had her on the yeah, show before. She's been on the show. She is, she is super into the, the industry as well. Has a lot to do with esoteric and stuff like that. I kind of found people who I trust. And there's another good friend of mine, Tom uh, Grant, who's also, you met at the uh, right. uh, event that we were at the bonks and stuff like that. But I, these are the people that I trust underneath me who aren't going to be like super opinionated. And that, that's, that's what I feel like a lot of these groups get into is some people get super opinionated. So like, say somebody's like, oh, you're drinking a Miller or you're drinking a Bud Light. Oh, like, screw you, man. Like you can't be drinking that in this craft beer group. Like I, I, it's more about like everybody's accepted and it's, it's all under one roof. Like I don't care. So say I'm bringing, I don't know, something like a street side or something. It's like a big bottle of something rare from New York. And then one of the other buddies, oh, I'm just getting in a craft beer and I'm just going to bring a uh, Miller Lite and maybe something like, I like, I guess a lot of people like to shit on Ryan guys, but I love Ryan guys, but getting something from Ryan guys and then bring it to, I'm not going to like hate on those people. This right. group is about like everybody. If you like beer, it's, it's, it's simply about beer. It's not what type of beer you like. It's not about being pretentious because a lot of groups end up getting pretentious. They're like, oh, well, if you're not drinking something that's $450 a bottle, then why are you even in this group? Like, I'm not about that. Like, if you get a gas station beer, boom, I don't care. Like, and be, speaking of gas station beers, White Oak Marathon is one of the best places to get a single craft beer, in my opinion, because I live in the Coleraine side. And I'm like, hey, I need to try this new thing. And they have stuff on top of having a tap. So it's it's basically like anybody's accepted. It's not just one person is like, you're not going to be discluded from this group. And I, and I will realize uh, being in other groups that it, some of that stuff ends up leaking into the groups or people's somebody's making fun of another person or somebody, I wouldn't really necessarily calling it bullying. I mean, I don't even know what people call bullying these days, right. but somebody might say, Oh, well, this person's doing this, but see with a group so big as some of these other big ones on Facebook, they look at it like, Oh, well they can't catch every single person. And of course, like that gets into territory like, oh man, that person's just hating on another person. I don't want to, hey, I want it to be all about love. Was that part of what got you into kind of deciding to start the group? Yeah, I think one of part of it was like, I was just kind of, there was a lot of negativity that we leaked in some other groups. I mean, I can't name every single group, mm-hmm. but I've been in a lot of craft beer groups to see people going, okay, well, they got, I don't know, 8,000 people, whatever it is, but the moderate or the administrators, there might be 20 of them or 10 of them, how many people, but they don't have a chance every single day. Cause we all have lives obviously to look at every single thing and go, Oh, well that guy's saying this bad about this. It's, it's more like I can kind of like moderate myself with just being the only administrator that might sound selfish, but I, I feel like I can be like, okay, I can look at this person and say, okay, like, is he, is, is this person being negative or are they doing positive or maybe kind of give them like, Hey, we're not about this. We're about like sharing or just kind of sharing the love with each other over craft beer over one thing. And that's craft beer. How do you scale that as it keeps growing though? Um, I have a lot of faith to be honest in, uh, moderators, uh, believe it or not. Sometimes some of my moderators who are in the group might be like having extra time to look over stuff. I mean, maybe in the future I might add some more people, but with people who have helped me over uh, this long period of time. I think I've only had the group for about a year now. 
it's it's just one of those things that like you're right like you can't catch every single thing but i'm pretty i'm pretty aware of what's going on like for example i know somebody we have a new member that at, uh, was added to the group the other day and they were offering that they're going to a certain brewery that you can't get something from around here. And somebody had messaged me like, Hey, do you trust this person? And I could be like, well, Hey, I don't know. Like I can basically kind of like contact people or if they can contact me through the Facebook message right. to just say, Hey, uh, is this person like some kind of spam person? And that's another thing. Spam, by the way, is I try to watch out for anybody who might be like suspicious or something or who just has a fake profile and they're just trying to join which I always talk to my moderators and myself when I'm looking like I'm not going to add them um, if if they just seem like they're just there to like sell. I don't know what it would be as far as spam goes. But then again, that's another line that I draw as well because I'm like, hey, I don't care if you do promote stuff because some that's another thing with groups. Like I think I was told like um, I love Greater Cincinnati Craft Brew Group, right. but I also was told a lot of those people don't like to – advertise certain things or they're like, Hey, yeah, so, don't advertise yourself. So, so for, for example, like I can join, I, I, I joined your group as the gnarly gnome. That's, sure. that's probably more gnarly gnome than I am me at this mm-hmm. point. But, uh, I, CCBC, I'm joined as the gnarly gnome, uh, sure. the greater Cincinnati craft beer society does not allow you to join as a, as a page, as your, you know, your other, alter ego if that's what, what it is. Oh, I so, didn't even know that. Yeah, See, so that's I, I, I'm a member of them as, as me, but sure. like as as the gnarly gnome, I can't join that group. So And see that's uh, what so I guess what I don't do. I don't post on that group. Oh. Uh, and and so. see that's what I'm saying. Like I'm I encourage it. Because some people are like, oh I've had people in the past that message me. They were like, hey, do you care if I post this? Or say they're trying I think a, uh, one of the first things when I first started the group was I got some friends from out of state, I think from Minnesota. I, I forget where the state was. And they were saying, hey, I got these bottle openers I personally make and it relates to craft beer. And like, hey, can I kind of sell it or can I say, hey, I got this available? I was like, yeah, if anybody nabs it, I don't care. And that's the thing is like, I want to be almost like it's free roam. I mean, I know how some people who have been a part of the group in the past, like, I've been like, oh, well, you're you're just trying to be like super, um, I'm trying to think of the word for it, like controlling, I guess, of certain aspects. But um, from my point of view is I'm just trying to wing out the negative. I mean, somebody might think something is not as negative as another thing. Right. But what I do is I try to skim it down. And with, I mean, I think right now we're at like 855 as far as people go, not trying to say like, oh man, I got to go a whole bunch of numbers. But like at a smaller scale, and even though, like you said, growing, I feel like I'm still going to be able to look at like, okay, who do we have here? Is this person here just to start crap with another person? Or are they actually here to talk about craft beer? And I've actually had people reach out to me or if they talk to me or they'd be like, hey, I just ran into your group. I like what you're doing with the group. It's not so political. That's another thing. I don't I don't allow politics. There's certain rules that you create for certain groups. And like you said, I didn't know this, by the way, that you can't do gnarly no. But like, I don't care if you're either Andrew or you're gnarly gnome. You can post whatever you want. Just gave it away. Oh wait, what? <laughs> what are you? What? <laughs> I mean, I don't care if you put. But that's that's what I want to do. As long as it sticks with the criteria, which is basically, I would say probably craft beer, sports, and the occasional funny meme. Because that's another thing I've been encouraged lately is I want to start getting into some of those beer memes because some of them can be as so hilarious. And one of those days you might just be like, oh man, what am I going through this group? And you go, oh, that's funny. It's hard because even even sports starts to, to drift into that area where people sure. can can get heated with each other mm-hmm. and, and get away from what the, the spirit of the group is. Sure. 
And Especially if you're a college football fan, this year is, is, <laughs> is, is, is crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, are you going off that on the aspect? Because I'm a Ohio State fan, but I also support the um, the Bearcats. Are you right. going off with yeah. the Bearcats going being really good right now? Or? Right, right. But, but, but you know, if I if I jump on some you know Facebook groups and I say you know something about Ohio State <laughs> as a Bearcats fan. Uh, it's going to cause it's sure. going to cause chaos, and that's that's not necessarily in the spirit of what the group is for. Exactly. Like I don't know that I should get onto your group right now and, and make some kind of comment about Anything. about Ohio State. <laughs> like it's not it's not fit. There are there are groups for that. Like it's it's hard trying to kind of narrow that focus of sure. a group or a thing down to. So here's here's why you come to this spot for this. Here's why you go to this spot for this. If you want to talk politics or you want to talk, you know, exactly. I, I would say sports. I, I don't think yeah. sports belongs on a, on a, on a beer page, but um, sure. this is the spot you go for that. This is the spot you go for that. And you create all these different oh, yeah. places for all of your different thoughts. And um, it's hard to do as, as, especially as things really start to grow and you start to get oh, yeah. more, uh, more people involved. It, it, um, I think it's hard. I, to- I totally agree. Um, I, I guess you could say when I throw sports in there, it's just something extra to talk to because right. the one, the number one thing I will never allow because we're all divided some way. We got some friends who are one way versus another part, like politics. Like I, I definitely do not like talking politics. I don't think anybody really likes to talk politics because I, we all have been a part of the group. We all have been a part of Facebook and somebody says this and somebody gets in a heated debate and that, and that's definitely something that I don't allow um, I think I put in there no bullying, but I mean, that's almost just certain discretions and stuff like that. Like, I just don't want to encourage, I guess, negative behavior. I, well, and I would, I would put it this way, you know, just, you know, the overall rule, just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Like, just don't be an asshole to people. And like, and that, exactly. that can be interpreted different ways and it should be interpreted different ways. And when things pop up, it should be explored and it should be talked about by a group of people, you moderators, sure. other administrators, whatever it is. Should sit down and be like, all right, is this person being an asshole? And if the answer is yes, you reach out and say, hey, stop that. Exactly. You're being an asshole. And if it pops up again, stop that. You're being an asshole. Yeah. And if it happens again, you're being an asshole. See you later. And like, it's it, it just, it's exactly it is, it is different in different situations. And this is true. And that's okay. Like, sometimes you can talk politics. With oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, sometimes we can sit around a, a couple of beers. And completely disagree about things. Oh yeah, and have a great conversation about it. And exactly, it'd be, and it'd be fine as long as we're respectful to each other and not assholes. Exactly. And, and sports goes the same way. If we want to talk sports, sometimes you can be an asshole. I, I think I can sit across the table from a uh, Steelers fan. <laughs> I think I think I could do that and have a uh, a sane conversation. Oh yeah. I mean that's the that's <laughs> but, the least of my worries. But sometimes somebody will be an asshole and uh, if you do that enough you're gone. Like you I just mean, I mean for example there's I know there's a couple people um, uh, in the group who are Bears fans. I'm a Packers fan. Bears okay. and that hit but I but I, I we share the same thing in common. We love craft beer. Right. So I'm just like, yeah, dude, I don't care like I'm not going to hate. Of course, am I going to give you a little bit of shit for like uh, liking the Vikings or whatever. Yeah. We're going to give each other a little shit here and there. Yeah. But it's, it's all fun. There's a fine line there of giving somebody shit and being a jerk. And it's, <laughs> you know, it, it is, it, it, it's hard to define in like specific terms of, of where that line is, but it, there is a line and, and every group has it. And you got to find that, that line for your group and, um, and own it and, and be comfortable with it and, and, and just roll with it. 
And I totally agree with that. I mean, there's been times where I've like, I, like I said, there's there's no known names, but there are people who I've had had to delete from the group or like it may be causing a, a, a an issue or like, and you know, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, like when we were talking about moderators, for example, getting somebody else's opinion, I, I have a couple of the moderators, I'll either message them on Facebook or I'll have their or phone number, I'll text them I'm like, hey, um, am I being... Like, am I being an asshole about this? Deleting this person or am I like getting rid? And sometimes I'll be like, hey, it's your group. You do what you want to do. And yeah, that sounds really crazy and outlandish. Or like, do you keep them, see what they're doing for a little bit? And I know that sounds, like I said, super, I'm trying to find the right word for it. I can't even think of it. Like, it's almost like not not really controlling. Controlling, it is though. Is it controlling? Yeah, but somebody has to. Like somebody has to control what you have a vision for what this group is sure and maybe your vision doesn't match up with what a lot of people want and that's okay that's that's your vision and it will become whatever it becomes with however many people also agree with that Uh, you can loosen up those standards and maybe get more people into a group and if that's what you want sure that's that's also fine but it's going to be a different type of group like you have to you got to find what you want this to be and like really own that and be comfortable with that and and then see where that kind of how that scales and how that grows and that's where i've become right now like like a lot of people some people might resent me they'll be like oh there's that one guy i don't want to join his group or i've had issue you know i don't go into detail but i've had issues with certain things people have been a part of the group some of the moderate and, and things happen shit happens but you go along with it forget about it move on and then enjoy the time and um enjoy the fun that you have with those people who right. are good and good. You're in good company, as you would say, or meeting a new person or like me just meeting you for the first time. What, two weeks ago, right. like, like it's, that's what I love about the craft beer community is that you can, every, you can meet a new person each day or you can drink over, over a craft beer, whatever it may be. Like it's, it's so awesome how this community, you can always meet a new person. You become super good friends. People, who you might have been friends in high school, you don't talk anymore. You might make another new friend being through this craft beer community. Right. Like Tom is the great example. The moderator Tom, like him and I met through a group and we're like, okay, he, he joined it. I, I like the same things. And we, we share a lot of the same views and it's like, okay, this is awesome. Like, and you know, your craft beer, you drink it enough. Like I know I can trust you to look, see my same vision. That's, and that's what my moderator stuff is about with, when I say moderators, it's just because I don't do any other administrators except for myself because I know, again, that goes back to sounding like it's selfish, but it's my vision of what I have. If you don't like it, you're leaving. It's okay. I'm not going to be like, oh, man, we lost another one. We got to get another one. Right. Like, it's just going to be who feels for the group. And like I said, I've had a lot of people like, man, you don't have a lot of drama in your group. I like that part. Or there's a guy, um, uh, I believe his name is Neil. I forget what state he's from. I know he's out of state. And one of the things he loves to do is he loves to post pictures of his beer and the food he's eating that night. He has a couple kids or he'll like put his dinner or the other day, I thought it was kind of funny. He had a, he had a shower beer. I'm not quite for sure what it was. And I was like, oh man, I thought about drinking beer in the shower. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. It's one of the greatest things in life. <laughs> I have a, um, uh, shakuzi. It's, it's a thing. Um, maybe I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, it's a, it's a koozie with Velcro on it. And then you mount this little Velcro pad on the, uh, on the, um, on, on your shower wall. Sure. And so you put your beer in the koozie and then you drink it in the shower. And like when you need to like wash your armpits or whatever, you stick oh, your, awesome. your beer up against this little pad on the wall and it sticks there and it's 
Oh, Shakuzi. Is there look, a look com- in the show notes? Is there a common beer that you keep in your shower? No, no, no. <laughs> it's I mean, typically it's something uh, under ten percent ABV. Okay. Typically. Uh, there's been a couple times where it's been higher ABV and it doesn't end well. It's usually like after you get done doing yard work oh, yeah, or, sure. or mowing or whatever. Um, so you're usually already hot and sweaty and, and it goes like- down fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm a slow drinker normally um, oh, in, in the shower. I'm also a fairly fast shower, shower, <laughs> showerer. Um, so the when I'm drinking in the shower, though, I consume a beer it takes me like half a shower to drink a beer. And that's, so that's, that's like not nearly the same amount of time as when I'm sitting down <laughs> drinking a beer. So yeah, low EBV. Well, Hey, there Sometimes you go. All, all day drinker. Uh, oh yeah. And of course, you know what your wife going, Andrew, are you okay up there? <laughs> gnome. No, no, it's the I second fell. time you did it. <laughs> gnome, gnome, not Andrew. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I apologize. It's, it's well, a does, growing problem on did this you, show. Did your wife call you? Did your wife call you gnome all the time? Uh, She's like, gnome. Only, how you doing, gnome? Only when the lights are off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. No, she doesn't. She hates the gnome. It's uh, the bane of her existence. Can, can I ask a curious question since sure. we're on the talk of gnome? Sure. How? What's with like what is do you have lawn gnomes or do you are you've always been a lawn gnome it's a, fan? It's a very long story. I, mean, I I I have gnomes. Okay. Um, I have never bought a gnome. Okay. They just showed up at my house over the years <laughs> and eventually made their way to consuming parts of my house and then it, it, it grew from there. It's a long story. You know you know what's so weird about every time I think a gnome and you're going to be like what I, I mean I don't know how old you are I'm 37 so. Yeah. Um, do you remember the Goosebumps books? Of course. I'm a huge Revenge fan. I still, of the Lawn Gnomes. Yeah, yeah so, I remember the Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes. Yeah, That's sitting, what I think when I think of gnomes. So that, that book is sitting on a shelf down at the Gnarly Gnome Tavern, which is <laughs> my basement. Same here. I actually have my old collection still in the basement. No, that's the only one I saved. I, oh, no, I, I have. I got rid of all the other ones. I have them digitally, I think. So they're still in like my, my awesome. iBooks library or whatever, but I, that's the only physical book that I kept. My favorite was, uh, and I still have it, the original copy of uh, The Haunted Mask. Yeah, that was my, is good. That was uh, my favorite. Uh, uh, Night at Horrorland. What was the actual? Oh, yeah. Is that the, is that One the Day at Horrorland. One Day at Horrorland. Yes. was easily my favorite. And I still watch them on Netflix, too, because yeah. the shows are still on the Fox yep. channel yep. when I was kid. Oh, God. Shout out to Goosebumps. This. Yes, Goosebumps. <laughs> R.L. Stein. And we, you want to pay for... Oh, by the way, uh, you want to uh, promote some money, put it towards it. R.L. Stein. No. So you sponsor the show. <laughs> sponsor the show, R.L. Um, let's talk about uh, craft beer in general. How did you get into craft beer? I know you're a stout guy. This is true. Um, and how, what else? Uh, uh, don't know what else. Pumpkin. Oh, pumpkin, of course. Because we yeah. had a huge, because we were going right. to talk about one day doing a podcast. That and was, I was going to say something about that pumpkin. That was the original episode that you were supposed to be on was this the pumpkin true. show, which didn't happen the way it was supposed to happen. So that's maybe, fine. Maybe next year. I can always talk about pumpkin now. <laughs> no, I can sh- no, we I, can't I, talk about pumpkin <laughs> now. It's December. I'm, I'm going to say one thing. <laughs> there are all rules. Time. My all-time favorite pumpkin ale is still Southern Tier Pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin is good. Um, I don't know that it's my favorite, but I can't think of what I would put above it. That's tough. That is a tough one. We also can. It is a good beer, though. One one other thing, since we're talking about holidays, I'm gonna throw this in here real quick. I'm not trying to go off topic, but That's what we're we talking about Christmas ales. Yeah. And I will say, Twelve Dogs. Uh, is it Twelve Dogs Christmas Ale? Yeah. That, how, how, what's the brewery called? Twelve. Uh, th- thirsty dog. Thirsty dog. I don't, dogs say, I don't know why I said 12 yeah. dogs. Yeah. So thirsty dogs, that Christmas out still to this day. Amazing. 
And going back to Oktoberfest too, I just had to throw this is off the top of my mind. The Barktoberfest was probably one of my favorite Oktoberfest this year. I don't remember it being that good. That and West Side, those are my two favorites. My favorite time. outside of Cincinnati, uh, Wolf's Ridge. Oh yeah, blew me away with really? Oktoberfest this year. You know what blew me away? That's inside Cincinnati was uh, the West Sides. West Side I will is say great. West Side probably to be honest, out of all the Oktoberfests I had, if it wasn't a uh, Thirsty Dog, it was West Side. Yeah. It, they something about it. I had a can. I was like, "Wow, this is pretty damn good." Yeah, there were there were some really great ones this year. It's it gets harder and harder every year to pick <laughs> pick a favorite. But I know, right? So, so craft beer. Yes. How did this happen? Okay, so basically, it's not a long story. My wife and I were dating. I don't know how many years ago because you start forgetting that stuff sometimes. You should know that because <laughs> she will test you on it. <laughs> I know, right? Well, we were dating. Uh, I would say six years before we were married. I do know we just had our second anniversary, so yeah. I know our anniversary date. It's it's easier because her lucky number is eleven. So I'm like, oh, October eleventh. I know this, but anyway, um, I just remember a while back when we first started dating. It was before we. I used to live in Indiana. Um, that's a fact about myself. Right. I actually grew up most of my life in a small town called Rich. Yeah, really small graduated town. from Richmond High School. I, Richmond I, 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 High School. Yeah, yeah, yeah I graduated from this. Yeah, a lot of people know the area. Um, uh, they, they didn't get a lot of craft beer, unfortunately, right. so I wasn't able to try anything. I will say shout out to Roscoe's over in Richmond, Indiana. If you're ever in the area, they do have a great tap list, and he knows his craft beer. But anyway, um, but yeah, she took me to Ryan Guest. We did a tour. Um, I want to say off the top of my head, I tell everybody this, uh, I think it was – Macedon or one of those. It was one of those heavy beers we mm. went. I don't know what time of the year is. I know it sucks so bad that I don't remember. And then I was just remembering like, man, this sounds really good. Like, and I'm not going to lie. I was like, Ooh, I'm going to look for the ABV that might be the highest. Right. And I think it was like 10, 12%. I don't know. Something around there. And I really enjoyed it. And then we did the tour. I don't even know if they still do tours. It was actually, I believe, I think it was the free tour at the time where they just kind of took around. This is when they were kind of first beginning. I think they were in, I want to say two or three years or something like that. And they weren't, they weren't on a scale to where they were like where they are everywhere now. Right. You can go to like Indiana, Tennessee, and now Ron guys is everywhere. But like, it was to that point where like, okay, this is really cool. I like what they got. I like their logo. Um, I always liked that little ghost logo and I still, I support them to this day. Cause like I said, I'm always defending them, but that was my first real craft beer experience. Um, and then it just kind of went on and on from there. And I think one of the other ones that used to be so hard to get when I used to live in Indiana is I still shout it out to this day was Whiskey Rebellion by Warped Wing. Warped Wing, yeah. And I know they're actually, which is now talking about, they're getting ready to actually have their Whiskey Rebellion Day here soon. Right. I think it's actually, unfortunately, it's the same day as Dark Charge Day, so I won't it be is. able to make that. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah. They're also getting ready very soon to open their tap room right down the street from where we are right now and in I'm Mason. Excited that one i'm so excited it's close opening. it's very close that'll be the third location too i believe because right. i have gone to the was it springboro mm-hmm. i've been to that yeah, one that house. was probably my favorite because i love barrel age stuff but then later on like i said i started to i tried everything and believe it or not one of the things i did not like when i first started drinking craft beer was ipas i could not stand hops i, I was just like okay what is this i i don't like it as a weird taste to it and then later down the road, after the years, I was like, okay, this got, this has got like a pretty good taste to it. Then I've tried like the New England hops. And I will say to this day, one of the, my favorite top beers when it comes to IPAs has always been New England. I don't know if it's something about the style of it. I'm not a big West Coast, but I'm more, I think because I feel like, I don't know if this is the right word, but I guess multi in the West Coast it's, IPAs. It's bitter. It's bitter. It's, it's, That's it's why a, I don't the, like the bitterness bitter. of West Coast IPAs. I think 
not that I want to say New England IPA has done anything good for craft beer because I don't, I don't want to say that. But one thing it has done that has been positive is that it's got people that don't like the bitterness of hops to start drinking hops. Sure. And it does then become a process that you kind of start, you start pushing the line. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's too hoppy. And you pull back. And yeah. you push a little further, and then you push a little further. I'm, I'm making like oh, no, gestures with my hands for all of you that are listening. <laughs> and eventually you start to like things that are hoppier than maybe you liked before just because of that, that ability to kind of start poking at that threshold yeah. a little bit. Uh, I mean, for example, right now I'm drinking a double dry hopped. I guess this is New England. What is this called again? Rocket something? It's one of their – so their double dry hop series is all of the uh, – um, the emojis, I guess. So probably rocket to the moon. It's it's a rocket. Yes, a, rocket the, to the moon. The rocket emoji. <laughs> it's an emoji. It's actually really good. I just finished it just now. It was um, actually really good. See, I think I like. I hope I'm not too. No, loud. you're fine. I I I think I like uh, New England because they're so citrusy. Yeah. And it kind of reminds you of. I don't know. Maybe if you're an orange, I'm an orange juice fan, so I like to have orange juice in the morning. But it, it, it kind of reminds me like I can have my beer, my orange juice too, or right. like oh I'm going to that fridge, or like I'm going to go back to nostalgia, Sunny D, reaching for that Sunny D. But now you're reaching for an adult beverage, which is that New England citrusy, hoppy taste, and that's what I love about New England. And then going back to what you said, the bitterness, the I would consider maltiness on the west side. Like I'm not saying I don't like all west sides, but west west side, not the west brewery, coast, the west coast. Sorry, thank you, west coast. But it's just my least favorite. And then there's the regular hops. I mean, you got certain ones that have certain things or they might say, hey, this has this and this or this has that. Like, I can tell you right off the top of my head, uh, I just had it not too long ago the other night, even though it was past its refrigerated date, um, was the Hustle by Ryan Guys. Because I was like, oh, I better drink this before it's too bad. But Hustle has always been one of those things because I get this grassiness. I I like that type of flavor. Like, it makes you feel like... I know they got a theme like, I guess, when that started, it was a baseball theme. Like I said, it was way past its day. Because I guess, I think it's nine days Sprint. or something like that for IPAs. So, 90. So, that's that's a good, that's a that's a big topic. How long does a beer last? So, we, sure. we talk a lot about these big imperial stouts that we're drinking. You throw them in the cellar and they're good for five years sure. or whatever. And yes, they are. They, they change, though. So, if you throw, uh, we'll say, you know, this this raspberry in your cellar. Sure. When you crack it open a year from now, it's going to taste different. That raspberry is going to start to fade. Coffee fades so fast. Really? Yeah. It doesn't mean that the beer is going to go bad. Oh, I didn't know. It, it just means that the flavors are going to change over time. And that's the same sure. That's the same with every beer. So if you throw an IPA in your cellar, okay. hops are also one of those things that fade pretty okay. fast. Like all of those those bright hop flavors are going to go away and all the other stuff is going to come up. So if a beer is built around hops, it's not going to taste great if it's been aged at all in theory, except for one. I've always heard except for a couple. There, there are, there are some out there, you know, 120 minute IPA. That's what I was going to say by dogfish because it's not built around the hops. It is a hoppy beer, but it is a big multi Boozy beast of a beer, so it turns so sure. turns into a barley wine. Then another one locally. That's what I was going to say. Um, barley wine. So, uh, w- w- Municipal Brewworks every oh yeah Municipal yep. every year for their anniversary they do a big giant uh, Imperial IPA with with honey. So oh, what's it called? Think Think Hop Slam. That's okay. kind of I, Why think do the, you like I think that's the inspiration of what this beer is. 
Um, it's called Anniversary. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. I'm curious if I had it. And I still am sitting on bottles of their first anniversary oh, beer. Nice. So we're like, what, five? Five years? Is that right? Somebody correct me. I don't know. Do you want me to look it up? Uh, no, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter. Um, the beer just keeps getting better and better and better. It's not an IPA anymore at all. But it is a it is a really good beer still. See, that's what I, I'm still it's trying different. to figure this out. Like you can't figure it out. It's no, because like, is it an IPA as, anymore? Because like when you not, said going back no, to 120 not. minute IPA, it's not. Uh, it goes almost to barley. 120 minute IPA when it's fresh is not an IPA. Really? No, it's it's something else. Com- Why do they throw IPA in? In my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, somebody else will argue with me. But Sam, might argue. Um, it's you know styles are. Styles are strange, <laughs> and as soon as you throw uh, an extreme version of a style, it's sure. no longer a real thing. It's it's pushing those boundaries, which is fun and it's great, but it's not a real thing. I will say, when you're talking about aging beers, I will say one thing I don't like with being a stout fan is I don't like those beers. Let's use this for example: dark, uh, not dark charge. Um, uh, what is the one? Is it the one by Three Floyds? Everybody always wants the one with the oh Dark Lord. Dark Lord, thank you, Dark Lord. I've had only a few, but I remember when I first started getting craft beer too as well. Everyone's like, you need to get Dark Lord, and I'm like, oh, beer is shit. But it's not that as good as I thought it was, and this is why I have a problem with it is because a lot of those some of those stouts that age they end up tasting like soy sauce. Soy sauce. Why is a beer like I don't know if that's like a thing with stuff, but that's what I'm afraid of. Like any of those I it like might. it might, but that's that's part of the fun. True. Don't ever like don't ever buy a beer and put it in a cellar with the the assumption that sure. it's going to be better. Hope that it'll be better, but it may not. It may turn out sure. to be shit and that's that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you see your every your- beer should be drank fresh. Uh, I there agree. are some beers that will blow you away when you age them, but they, they, they should not be aged. And they do say that half of the time on cans, drink fresh. Yeah. Um, one of the things I do like is some breweries I can think off the top of my head is, uh, let's say Urban Artifact, for example. Right. Urban Artifact says, uh, this is not recommended yeah, to don't, age. Don't blah, blah, age blah. this. Don't yeah. age this. Da, da, da. I like that on a can. I wish more breweries did do that. Like, hey, can you do that? But then you got no, I know this is another, like talking about bourbon cranberry brands out, but I actually read the label. This is good up to five years to right. age. Like, I like when a beer brewing company can like kind of throw that in there. It's almost like when you get an oil change. This is how many miles you have yet to get an oil change. Well, part of it is also like uh, experimentation on the brewery side. So, sure. you know, you look at Sonder and they say, oh, family tradition. Sure. This beer should be good for five years plus in a cellar. We don't know that though. Like we have not, we haven't been around long enough to tell you that we've tried this at five years and it's still good. Whereas a place like, like Bourbon County, you know, Goose Island, yeah. they've been around long enough. They can say, yes, we've, we've tried this beer at five years. It's still great at five years. Sure. Every year it's still great at five years. We're comfortable with telling you that you can cellar this for five years and it will still be good. Um, there are a lot of breweries that can't do that yet. That's true. Maybe they're a not lot. on a bigger scale. But almost every brewery has not been around for five years. <laughs> well, maybe maybe they might need Sonder or somebody like that might need somebody maybe sit off the side and say, hey, let's do the experiment I, side. I think that Sonder would be comfortable enough with their process and with the, what is going into the bottle to tell people that it's probably okay after five years. Sure. Um, but to put it on a bottle and say, you know, yeah, yes, we, we are putting this out there that this is fine after five years, <laughs> this is going to taste good 
or better after this mark is is it's tough. Speaking of beer, I don't mean to interrupt you. But you might no. want to drink your. Uh, That's all right. Beer. It looks like it's getting warm, and I don't want you to be like, "Oh my god, what is what was that?" We were just talking that's, about that's this. Carmen's. No, is it Carmen's? That's Carmen's. Oh, yeah. well, see, it has the same color as the hum- uh, hummingbird. Yeah. Hummingbird. Uh, which, so I'll go on record. I'll, I'll say this out loud right now: hummingbird cake should not have carrots in it. <laughs> it had like it tasted almost like it had carrots in it. It does not. It's not supposed to have carrots. I know <laughs> that that is one of the ingredients of hummingbird cake, and that it should not be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that. I might be one of the only people in the world that no, knows I agree. what hummingbird cake is, and it's not carrots. Yeah, I'm glad you told it because I actually got it a part of my flight, and <laughs> I was like, good. he thought it was the carrot cake one. I was like, no, this is not carrot But you could get the pineapple-ish taste, I guess. I, I guess cinnamon and pineapple is what I got out of it. Yeah. I, sorry to go off track. Almonds I'm always like, my mind's everywhere. Big, so so that's, a, that's a big that's, We should be... Maybe I'll do that for uh, a prost episode or something. Talk about hummingbird cake and, and what it's supposed to taste like. You were the first person that's ever told me <laughs> on how it's supposed to taste. Now, here's a common one. A lot of people do pineapple upside down cake. I yeah. know that was yeah. a common one because yeah. a lot of breweries do that. Like Street Side did it. And I can't think of uh, Ellettsville or whatever it's called. Um, I, I'm just thinking of ones off the top of my right. head that I know that I've seen out. There were a few of them that actually weren't too bad. I think Urban did one, I think. Urban may have, if they did, they have I to have. They have did to have not get a chance to try it. I know, um, I'm no fit. I know there's a lot of people hate 450 North, but I had tried one of theirs, and I will say they actually made a pretty good one. That was a couple of years back, actually. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about craft beer. Uh, what gets you excited right now about Cincinnati craft beer, and what gets you kind of nervous about Cincinnati craft beer and like the growth and seeing what's happening right now um, with beer? The growth. I don't really think there's really anything too nervous about Cincinnati craft beer that really makes me nervous. I mean, maybe the fact that like there might be room to run out of, no, probably not in Cincinnati to, to build a brewery or anything like that. I actually, there, there's nothing nervous about stuff. I, I, I think it's a great community. Um, I think um, I haven't looked at the, the statistics about it, but I'm sure somewhere online, Cincinnati is one of the top places that have, like so many awesome top craft brews. I think we've made it on the list for certain things. Um, Oktoberfest would be one of them I could think of downtown. Like it just Cincinnati craft beer is just continuously, it's continually growing to the point where it's just like, I guess the, I guess here's what my nervous thing is, is not being able to make every single one of them because there are still breweries. There's been a lot of breweries I've been to. I've gone outside of even going to, uh, what's that brewery? It's like super out there. Sons of Toil? Sons of Toil. I've been out to, <laughs> yes, you knew exactly what I was talking yeah. about. I've been out to Sons of Toil once. Great Crescent? Uh, not ever heard of that one. It's See, in, that's another one I've In Aurora, heard. Indiana. Oh, nice. Okay. See, another Aurora. Is also Aurora off topic. Arche, is that Aurora too? No, Arche is like Ohio. Okay, because Arche is one of those ones that North. I do. I'm going to give them a shout out because, to be honest, I'm going to say Akron, but Ac- I, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It is Akron. I see it on the can. I see it in my head now. They have not really made a bad beer. Maybe Oktoberfest and the pumpkin I wasn't to this year wasn't that. Other than that, like all their stouts and all that adjunct stuff, I think they had one that had banana pudding in it. I forget what it was called. I had that not too long ago. That I think it's still in distro right now. That was super good. I'm just giving them a shout out. But like, right. that's the thing. It's like they all keep growing. There's always something new to try. And I, the only thing I guess I, you could say I'm afraid of is I'm not being able to make every single one. Right. One being the fact that there's just so many. And two, I also have a kid on the way. 
So that's going to be kind of a damper in things. Not saying that I, I love that we're having right. my wife and I are having a kid and stuff like that. But. Well, and, and having too much beer that you're not able to get it all is also a good problem. Well, that, <laughs> that is definitely a good problem to have. But then you, that makes you go, okay, well, I'm going to be here at this time. And then you got to text your wife, oh, tonight I'm going out with the guys to go to this one. And da 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 Oh, okay, what time are you coming back home? No. <laughs> but, uh, but I have been spoiled enough to ha- have tried a lot of craft brew. In the last couple of years that I have gotten to the craft brew game, there's been a lot of Cincinnati ones that um, I absolutely love. Again, I'll go back to Ryan Geist because I will always support them, number one. I know that they don't make the world's almost greatest thing, so the next big lactose pastry stout whatever somebody's making it the, the fanboys love that might be the one thing that they don't make i don't think they do they make I, great stouts though i don't know that i've ever seen a pastry stout come out of rangeist i've never really thought about that yeah. they they've got incredible big barrel-aged stouts their sour program is yes. off the yeah, wall the sour program's great they've got ciders coming out of there these hybrid fruit beer things they've got great you know and now they got Beers tasting like crumb cake. I got yeah. one in my fridge right now. That's a new release they recently had. I think yeah. it was like a coffee cake type. Well, yeah. I haven't had it yet. But. Crumb cake. Um, uh, but I don't know that they've ever had a pastry stout. Oh wow! I just we just clicked right there. We have something to start talking about because we never knew. Yeah, I do I love need their one. Need one. So okay. So if Ryan Geist is listening or anybody that works for Ryan Geist, somebody at Ryan Geist is listening. Let's make a pastry stout. Let Let's see if you can overdo the guys over at Street Site or collaborate with Street Site. That's another thing. No, I don't, don't collaborate. Try to try to. <laughs> Try, try to shake your uh, proverbial. Uh, I'm thinking of a good. I can't think of a good <laughs> metaphor quick enough. Your I, your your mash stick around. Hey, well, okay, maybe not collaborate, but like um, or create your own. I to be honest, now thinking about Ryan guys, I don't remember last time. Last time I remember Ryan guys collaborating with anybody was Ryan guys collaborates a lot. Do they really? They just don't collaborate a lot in town. Uh, they, okay. they reach out a lot to other places. Not that they don't help out places locally. There are a lot of places locally. This is this is a good point to make before we kind of move out of this, but uh, they help a lot of people. So there are a lot of smaller breweries. If you are, you know, when, when we'll say Sonder, Sonder sure. is cranking out these barrel aged beers. They want to put ABV on their bottle in the state of Ohio. If you're going to put it on your bottle, you have to know what that ABV is. Yeah. When it's coming out of a barrel, there is no calculator app that you can type numbers into that will tell you what it actually is. You can guess and you can probably get pretty close, but you need you need like some kind of little like thing that you literally put beer in that tells you what the alcohol in that sample of beer is. I agree. A lot of the smaller breweries will reach out to places like Sam Adams, Rheingeist, these these big places that have that kind of equipment to 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 run that for them, and they will do it. They'll just squeeze it right in in between their samples that they're running, and it'll it'll work its way through. Things like that. Places like Rheingeist help so much locally, let alone if you run out of a random bag of some kind of specialty grain that you need a one bag of something. We call Ryan guys and like, yeah, we, we got, we got plenty. Adder, of that. I will we'll, also we'll, shout we'll run it down. Sorry. The other thing I was going to shout out, you said random bag. I don't know if Ryan guys did that, but I was going to say Listerman. I heard does really good. I, we didn't even talk about Listerman, <laughs> but Listerman is also one of those places where I hear that they have a lot of supplies that you yeah. can do, especially for home brewers. Yeah. I don't know. I've never home brewed for, Myself, but uh, I have some friends, and I've had a lot of people say, "Yeah, I get some supplies from Ryan, or I mean, uh, Lister, and they've been doing it for a while." Um, but yeah, it's 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 like 
there's just so many. I, I think you know, what you said is important that having the ABV on there, I don't know, maybe it's just something to go, okay, this is something that you should have on most of you your don't bottles. Need, you don't need to put it on your bottle. There's no law in Ohio that says you have to. But if you're going to, it has to be accurate. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm going to be right now. I'm going to call out 450 North for not putting oh, the ABV. Shout out to good old 450. <laughs> well, I, the reason I say that is because I am going to purchase her of her. Well, somebody else has purchased it and I get it off them. And I do think it's kind of a crappy thing, in my opinion, to not put the ABV on stuff. I don't, I don't understand well, it. Like, you can it, put it on the IPA, but you can't put it on a, on a well, slushy? What? Well, it's because they did put it on there. They and did. It turned out they were lying about apparently, it. <laughs> apparently, that's what it turned was. Out it wasn't even close to what the ABV was. I, that's true. And that's against the law, folks. <laughs> I, I, I guess it is. And one of the things that, like, I was going to give a shout out to, we were talking about ABV and people who help out. You said Ryan Guys helping up people. And also collaboration. I was going back to thinking of Ryan Guys' last collaboration I could even remember. It's been a while. Was Sun King out of Indiana. Yeah, I used to live in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. I love Sun King. And Sun King was actually doing the ABV stuff for 450. But what the funny thing is, is 450 hasn't posted the ABV Sun King thing in almost half of the year now. Because a friend brought that up to me. No, the, the problem, too, was that they were getting the ABV on a base beer and then bringing it back and putting it into cans with fruit added afterwards. So if you, add, if you, if you take a 10% beer sure. and you add a metric shit ton of fruit into it. Yeah. The ABV is going to go down. Oh, definitely. Because you're watering that beer down, and they weren't. And it's it's complicated. But d- to be honest, it's not complicated. But it is. <laughs> you know, I bet there you is one person. No, there's no calculator that can tell you what that ABV is. Then at that point, <laughs> one person could tell us. Is Brent though? Because is, is Brent right? Is Brett or Brett? Sorry, not sorry, Brent. Brett, Brett, Brett could tell you because he works with majority of fruited beers. But guess what? They do put their ABV on they stuff. Also, they know what's going on. They also ferment everything out before it goes into a can. What comes, what what gets fermented, goes right into a can. They're not adding other shit in there and trying to figure. Ooh, I think this might be still about five percent. No, they they know exactly what's going into that can. It's sometimes science. I think the science comes around those guys literally taking a bag of fruit and doing, okay, here's some strawberry puree. Let's which throw is, this shit in here. Which is fine. <laughs> that there is there is something that's fun about that on the craft beer side, but. Uh, you can't then put a number on it and say this is what it is and put it in a can that may or may not explode on a store shelf. Like that's irresponsible and it's wrong and it's dangerous and it should not be a part of craft beer. Oh, I totally agree with that. And that's why I said going back to what you said, I, I like that, that Ryan guys going back to them helping out people, maybe figuring out a lab. That, I mean, they got labs. I mean, big right. breweries having stuff to be able to find out what an ABV is on a beer or whatnot. And to, to help to help smaller breweries grow into bigger breweries is, to me, a big uh, big role of some of those places in town, be it Rheingeist or Sam Adams or whoever it may be. That's part of what your responsibility is. Oh, yeah, definitely. To because, the community around you. Because you're on a bigger scale, especially with, well, I've only been to Sam Adams. I believe it or not, I've actually been to Sam Adams to try things on tap. i just kind of been in there, just kind of look around. I think I was doing something that day or whatever, but I've been in there. But I'd love to go to the brewery. I know you've been to the brewery because Utopias Many was times, yeah. released not too long ago, yeah. which, by the way, was super delicious. I heard you were able to maybe share something with somebody. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I may or may not have a couple <laughs> bottles sitting around my house. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that stuff is so good. That's also one of those things is when does it become a craft beer? Because you look at Utopias and you're like, man, this almost tastes like a liquor of some sort. <laughs> yeah, it's... 
that's a whole topic within itself. Utopias is most definitely a craft beer. Okay. Utopias is more a craft beer than half of the craft beers that are out there because of because of the story around it and, and what sure. made it become what it is. But yeah, of course, we're that's getting, for we're a different way day. off topic. Oh, I know. That's that's what I'm good at. When you're talking about craft beer, that's what I'm good at. We are we are right at that time where I gotta pee. Okay. Are we taking a break? No, we're we're wrapping up. Oh, okay. Well, before we wrap up, I'm sorry. No. I want to know. You've asked me how I've been craft beer. Right. What about you? What was your first experience at craft beer? What got you into doing this? I don't. I don't even know. Uh, I, I've probably talked about this before on the show, but I don't remember my first craft beer. I've just always had craft beer. When I was in college, Mount Carmel was was here. Like we could go yeah. to Mount Carmel, we could get our growlers, and I was the guy at college parties <laughs> with a you know cooler full of Mount Carmel growlers. Pay an and extra like, twenty dollars. Yeah, it was, it, that's 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 kind of always been my thing. Like I never had to drink crappy beer. I I did. Okay. I went through those those little bubbles within that of sure. drinking shitty beer, depending on you know what girl you're talking to or whatever. But you know, like it. Um, never had to, and I—that's I, I, exciting for me, knowing that that was my experience. And here we are, however many years later. Sure. How much better is that now? Like a kid growing up right now does not have to drink bad beer. There's no reason to. Like you don't have to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exciting. We're in a good time for beer. Oh yeah. It's and do just, you do you have any? You have kids. Do you have, have a? Do you have a two son? Kids. I, have, I do have two kids. I have, okay. I have a boy and a girl. Okay, so eventually when they get old enough, yeah. I'm sure you'll have a whole list of things. You, you should try this. Daddy uh, loved this uh, back in the day. They'll, they'll know by then. <laughs> <laughs> They're growing up in a very strange, strange household. <laughs> uh, how can people find you? Okay, so um, basically type in the search engine on Facebook, uh, 513 space C-R-A-F-T space brew and that's b-r-e-w so 513 craft brew not to be confused with 513 in parentheses there's other <laughs> groups but it is 513 craft brew and then just look for the uh strange <laughs> background pictures that i love to edit sometimes because that's another <laughs> thing i forgot to tell you about the group is i just like to have goofy pictures right now currently since we're in a christmas theme it is uh the santa claus with Suburban Brandon County stout in his hand, and an El- uh, Will Ferrell elf, and he has the uh, uh, the Christmas ale that I was talking about right. with the the brew, uh, brew dogs. So, but yeah, it's it's just five one three craft beer. Just and search it on there. Links in the show notes. I promise I'll remember to put them in there. Uh, awesome. <laughs> really and it, it maybe, I'm really bad about that sometimes. And maybe if you have if you have a chance, you don't have to. If you can find a way to maybe copy and paste and put those in your notes as well for the group, maybe Definitely. it might be easier for somebody just to click on a link versus me telling them how to type something. Definitely. It'll be on there. I it's promise perfect. it'll be there. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you don't already subscribe to the show, subscribe to the show. Um, we didn't even talk about your podcast that is only, what, two episodes in kind of oh me oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um only on spotify right now yeah it's a it's, it's a it's a work it's a work in progress but it's a, a guy in a stout i believe or a dude in a stout a i'm sorry stout. so yeah uh, check it out in maybe. The show notes. <laughs> uh thank you for for hanging out uh we'll be back next week if not this week depending on when this posts uh, we'll see how we'll see how tomorrow works out. <laughs> Much appreciated, sir. <laughs> it's Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>